I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 513 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, Daz, I got a great guest to bring you guys today. Todd Pyro is the lead anchor on Fox and Friends First, which airs Mondays through Fridays from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. on the Fox News channel. Todd studied law and graduated with a JD from UCLA School of Law. He eventually worked as an associate for Hughes, Hubbard, and Reed before making the switch to newscaster. Todd anchored and reported at NBC Connecticut back in 2012, where he worked until 2017. Todd joined Fox News in 2017 and became the lead anchor for Fox and Friends First back in August of 2020. I'm excited to have him on the podcast today. Todd Pyro will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between Todd Pyro and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and next week I'm going to be joined here by another Fox News dad, Jesse Waters, the co-host of The Five on Fox News Channel. He also has a best-selling book out right now uh, titled How I Save the World. Don't miss out on that interview dropping next week. Other Fox News dads that you'll find that I've interviewed in the archives of the podcast here include Sean Hannity, Pete Hegseth, Will Kane, and quite a few others. All of them are available for you to listen to at your convenience. Make sure you lock it into my Instagram account, at Alec underscore Lace, for all the other upcoming guest announcements. I've got some great ones coming your way soon. If you're enjoying the podcast, please hit me with the rating and review. It always goes a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about the podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show to see us celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day. Right here with me, and I'm going to be right back with Todd Pyro. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, Dad, sports stadiums are beginning to fill up once again. Concerts are coming back, and Broadway shows will be here before you know it. It's time to take your kids to an event and start making memories once again. And there's nothing wrong with saving a few bucks while you do it. My partnership with SeatGeek means that you can save $20 off your tickets by using the promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS, at SeatGeek.com or on the SeatGeek app. Let's go, dads. We've been cooped up way too long here. It's time to start enjoying sports and entertainment again the way they were meant to be experienced, live and in person. Visit SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS at the checkout and save $20 off your tickets. A gift for first-class fathers from first-class fatherhood. Uh, joining me now, First Class Father, Todd Pyro. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Okay, thanks for having me. I, I love being a dad, and I'm sure I'm going to love being a First Class Father, allegedly, is what I'm being called. Although, I, I, I don't know if I'm First Class yet. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm trying, you know? I'm new at this. Well, on this show, you're a First Class Father. So let's start, start it right there. How many kids do you have? How old? One? Eight months, and I love every second of it. Yeah, that's that's awesome, Todd. And now, did you guys did you guys have a uh, did you do any kind of gender reveal to find out what you were having? Or did you wait all the way to the end to find out? Yeah, we did it. We didn't do one of the ones that you see on social media. We just got a cake in front of a close group of family. Uh, my family was on the phone. Her family was in the room. We opened it up, saw that it was a girl, and uh, I've been madly in love ever since. Wow, very cool. Yeah, that took me four tries. We had three boys before we ended up getting uh-huh. the girl. So you got the girl right. Right off the hibbity there. Are you guys, uh, uh, we going to run it right back or are you one and done here? 
No, I, you know, I'm hoping we run it right back. But isn't a girl awesome? Like, I, I am a boy. I have experience with boys. I understand how boys operate. But there's something special about girls. Yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah, she's just about to turn seven here. So um, she's my baby in the house here. Hey, Todd, if you could, please take a minute here just to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Sure. Uh, grew up in Jersey. You know, that differentiates me from literally nobody who works here at Fox. Uh, half the people work are, are from Jersey. Half the people are from uh, Long Island. But uh, so I'm in I'm in good company because uh, I grew up across the river. I went to college in New Hampshire. I uh, always had done internships in like TV and radio, but decided to go to law school. So I went to law school um, out in UCLA, California, Los Angeles, out there for uh, about 12 years total. I practiced for four after the three years of law school. Then my first TV job I got when I was 30 years old in Palm Springs, California. I loved Palm Springs. Uh, Palm Springs was freaking awesome. Um, loved it. But at the end of the day, I, I miss my family back on the East Coast. So moved back and uh, got a job at NBC Connecticut. Uh, met my wife there, although I didn't know it at the time. She didn't know it at the time. That would have been weird if I met her on day one and I called her my wife. I don't think she would be my wife. Uh, but yeah, we met and uh, we've been together ever since. And then in 2017, got this gig and then uh, been at Fox, like you said, since uh, June, May of June of uh, 2017. And uh, yeah, it's in, uh, the baby came in November of last year. And, you know, it's crazy. That was a wild time in my life because obviously the election 2020 election was just insane and, and and i had basically just been named to morning anchor of fox and friends first the show that that is on from four to six a.m eastern every day that or every weekday which is what i i co-anchor with the lovely jillian mealy um so we had that we decided to buy a house because we knew we were having a baby because we wanted to also be closer to my in-laws um so buying a house is a, is a horrible experience in and of itself buying it in the course of a pandemic another horrible experience while you're trying to you're basically about to pop and by you i mean your, your wife and then uh just to top that all off i literally got covid uh i didn't have any symptoms i was so good but you can't do anything when you have covid and your wife's about to give birth so just an absolutely wild time i i, I don't know if anything can get crazier than that time in my life but you know i'm sure uh, as a father you'll tell me it will get crazier a lot crazier I'll tell you, it'll get better, a lot better, Todd. That's that's what I would say. But uh, yeah, what a what a crazy introduction into fatherhood. Now, obviously, you know, during the pandemic, it had to be different. Your experience with this, were you, were you able to be in the room? Were you able to go to all the appointments? Obviously, when you had COVID, not. But were you right. able to be a part of it for the most part? Um, they really tried to limit it. Um, <clears throat> I didn't have a lot of interaction with doctors. Only certain doctors' appointments, and then unfortunately, when when you get COVID a week before the kid's born. They don't allow you in the hospital. So I did miss the birth. And, and that's something that, uh, you know, trying to make up for lost time on. But, um, yeah, that was the, the toughest part of COVID was the mental because I missed the, the birth. Uh, and that'll be with me the rest of my life. So uh, what I decided to do is I have a tradition now that I started uh, with the baby that we have the first day that I was able to hold her, uh, which was significantly after uh, the birth. And so that's going to be our day. And I have a little thing that I do with her and I'm going to continue doing this until she tells me, dad, stop it. I'm too old for this now, which I'm hoping is never. And I'm hoping we can do this up until the, uh, the first dance at, at her wedding many, many years from now. Yeah. Wow. Really great stuff, Todd. And I know you got six weeks maternity leave there from Fox. What was that like for you? What was that experience like to get the six weeks and how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? Oh, it was great. Uh, you know, I really took advantage of it. You kind of learned how to do this part of being a father. I'd be naive if I said, Oh, I, I took six weeks and I learned how to be a dad, you know, as well as I do, you learn stuff every day. And I, I think my dad is still learning 
uh, even though I'm 43 years old, how to be a dad. Um, this is things you just learn along the way. But it was awesome. I mean, that time is invaluable. And all my bosses here were so supportive. They they basically, I don't want to say made me take it, but when I was on the fence, I'm like, should I take the whole set? They're like, yes, take it. You'll never get this opportunity again to bond with this child. Uh, and it was an unbelievable bonding experience. It was, it was beautiful. Um, and, you know, I made mistakes. Uh, you know, as a man, I, I have a trouble, I trouble listening. I don't listen very well. So I'm sure my wife told me a bunch of things to do and I ignored half of them, but you know, the kid made it out, we bonded. And, uh, um, you know, I, I think that bonding really has carried through to now because, um, yeah, I, I know fathers and daughters have a special bond, but, but we, we definitely have a special bond. And I'm pretty sure last night, in fact, I was able to force her to say dada, which means I win which means I got data in there before mama, but don't tell my wife. I don't want to get in trouble with her. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Now, how about as far as your schedule works? Now you do the four to six in the mornings. How is that kind of blended in with having the, uh, the newborn in the house and all that? Have you been able to work out a good schedule um, or, or do you stay up earlier? How, how does that kind of work out with the shift that you got? Two words or one word with a hyphen in-laws. Uh, they've been amazing. Um, they have just, shouldered the load because my wife also works nights she's a, a news anchor there in connecticut but her shift is is the night shift she has the 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 evening shift doing the night casts there the newscast there at night so i do the morning she does the, you can't leave the kid by herself dyfus department of children and families uh frowns upon that so uh my in-laws have just been amazing i i hang out with her and then when i have to go to bed i drop her off uh at the end of my in-laws work day they take her and, and you know they are helping us out, but let's face it, grandparents love to see the little ones, and uh, she's a pretty good one, so dropping her off there, she just smiles until she, basically she goes to bed, and you know, kids give a little pushback at bedtime, but once you get past that, uh, it's fun for them, and, and we're, we're in a good stretch now where she's really sleeping through the night, I would say five to six days a week, she's sleeping through the night entirely, so um, it's, it's, it's a lot of smiles and giggles right now, and uh, so, you know, not asking my in-laws to shoulder too much of a burden right now. Uh, but you as, know as well as I that that can change literally tonight. And uh, she could be a lunatic and a monster. But again, without the in-laws, we could we literally could not do this. Yeah, it's great to have that support system. I'm sure they see, consider it shouldering a blessing, you know, so okay. uh, it really works out. Now, what would you consider, Todd, here to be the top values that you hope to instill in your daughter growing up? Um, I, I want her to be mentally tough. Because I feel like in this day and age, your mental toughness is is at a premium uh, in a way that when you and I were growing up, I never felt I had to be mentally tough. I developed a certain level of mental toughness through sports at the silly level that I played. I mean, I wasn't playing in college um, and, and through academics and just through life. But I feel that the, the pressures that are on these kids from every different angle and in last year the, the covid pressures really forces you to have a level of mental toughness that uh if you want to succeed in this world and it's sad that we've gotten there but as a dad it's my obligation to prepare her for the real world and so that's my number one goal my number two goal is to really make sure that she grows up as much like her mother as possible because um i, I was out with a buddy of mine uh, who knows both my wife and I yesterday. And he had some really, he, he, he described my wife in, in a way that, that really jumped out at me. And he says, you know, your wife is one of those people that, um, you know, she can hang with the guys, but no, nobody's going to take advantage of her. 
And I thought about that. And it's like my wife, I think my wife is gorgeous, obviously the most gorgeous woman I've ever met, you know, and I like all the feminine attributes of her. But, you know, come to think of it, even when I was in the, the dating mode and, and, you know, how guys can be, I, I never heard guys talking about her in a crass way. And I feel like that's because she exuded a certain level of self-respect and I want I want to somehow make sure that 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 the little baby, when she grows up to be a woman, has that. Uh, And and I feel confident that my wife sort of has uh, charted the path for that, Um, because, you know, if you're a strong woman in today's society, it really does help you. And uh, my wife's a strong woman and I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, That that might be just an observation on my part. I I don't know if I'm going to be able to be the coach on that. My wife might need to take the lead on that, but I'll certainly be encouraging along the way. and if there was a third, uh, you know, I think we all want to have our kids not make the mistakes that, that we made. Um, I don't want her to, my, my parents didn't put pressure on me. I put a lot of pressure on myself to, to I don't want to say impress my parents, but to be a good doobie. And uh, they tried to sort of say, you know, just be happy, just live your life. And I didn't listen. So I'm going to try my best to convince them, that convince uh, the, 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 the little one to uh, really focus on being happy. Um, and you know, if she's anything like her father, she'll try to impress us anyway. And, uh, I just certainly hope that that doesn't come at the expense of her own happiness, because I feel like I, I subjugated a lot of my own happiness along the way, um, just to, to sort of please others, even though they were not asking to be pleased. Um, and so those are my three. Yeah, very well said, Todd. And then what about now? I know your daughter is only eight months now, so it's too early for this, but um, what was the, what was your relationship like with your parents growing up? What was the discipline style like with your parents? And is that kind of the discipline style you plan on Im- implementing like a timeout guy spanker? What, what was the discipline style like when you grew up? I'm 43 years old. So, uh, you know, the whole timeout thing was, uh, was, was not happening back then. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm from Jersey. Uh, you know, there's a lot of hitting in Jersey, but you know, my dad didn't do, like to do the hitting. Um, I think my dad used to cry. And he used to have to hit us. He was like going. Around. I mean, I'm not saying my dad's a wuss, but um, you know, my, my dad can, can can lose his temper just like any any good Italian male. But my dad did not like getting the belt. My mom was a wooden spoon person because her mom before was a wooden spoon, and I feel like the wooden spoon is a an important part of Italian culture. But you know, I was a pretty good kid. My brother was a pretty good kid. The only time that we would get in trouble is because we, is when we were like bothering each other. Um, really, that's the only time the, the wooden spoon came out or the threats of uh, of spanking came out. We were pretty good kids. I, the one other time I bit a girl when I was three. And so my mom bit me back. Uh, you know, that, that was a, the, the physicalness here. You know, as to what we're going to do, I'd like to say we had this huge discussion about this. Um, so far, so good. You know, the kid's not, kid's not uh, needing reprimanding. Um, I, I think we're going to, you know, I think we need to talk about that, flesh that out a little bit more. I, I just, if there's any hitting involved, I think it's going to have to be the, the wife. I, 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 I can't I can't look at the little one and think that uh, I'm going to smack her on her bottom. Uh, you know, anytime she she's sitting up and she like falls over, if I, be, I go into like uh, DEFCON 5, I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> she's going to die. So I, I, I don't know if I could even in reprimanding raise a hand to her. But but we'll figure that out. Um, but, you know, I mean, it, it certainly is a question. Uh, but again, I, I was a pretty good kid. I, I didn't. I didn't necessitate a lot of reprimanding. And again, that goes back to my earlier point of of trying to be the good kid, trying to 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 to, to not require punishment, to always, you know, try to keep my parents happy. And uh, you know, I think that's a testament to my parents that, uh, you know, they encouraged us 
to be to be good. And they, you know, they rewarded us with, uh, you know, it, it wasn't like now the trophy generation where everybody, you know, you, you, you smile and you get a trophy. But um, I just think they rewarded us with with positive reinforcement. And uh, um, I, I, I had a pretty darn good childhood. Uh, you know, I, I my parents still alive. I'm going to see them this weekend. Uh, we fight more now than we, than we did back then, um, because as they get older, uh, you know, they're getting funnier and uh and, and acting goofier so um it's almost my job to like keep track of them and make sure they're on the straight and narrow not doing s- stupid things but um yeah i i had an awesome childhood i i, I you know I, I was pretty lucky when I mean, you hear horror stories out there yeah v- very cool todd and now obviously like i remember having my first and like sometimes in the beginning you're you're very cautious about going out places in public with the baby because it's your first time you're very new to all of it now during a pandemic i would imagine that's kind of like twofold or or even maximized have you guys been able to um break through have you been able to take take her out and go places with her enjoy some experiences or have you guys kind of limited her and kind of kept her home for most of the time yeah i i want to say it's less about her less about the pandemic and more about like we don't have time uh our day our night together is saturday night when we're all under one roof and and i gotta be honest my wife and i look at each other like you want to go out to dinner no let's bring it in so it's not it's not really pandemic related it's not her related um you know the the shores really are going down the shore on on weekends which is what we try to do in the summer the jersey shore uh we haven't done it so much because you sound like you're a northeaster uh the, the weather here is uh, you know, it's been horrific for the month of July. I'm hoping August improves. Hopefully, going down a few more times, and I think we're going to expose her to a little bit more of that way. But you know, you're out in the open; it's open air. You just you, you don't want everybody and their mother just like picking up the baby and shaking it and being like kissing it, like you know the old the old Italian grandmothers used to do to us. It was gross then, and now it could have a, a you know permanent impacts uh, in this day and age with all the the COVID shenanigans. Although you know, there's arguments as to how much kids can be affected, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see what the fall brings. I feel like fall, uh, I'm in Connecticut, and I feel like you're going to want to go to do your apple picking and then go sit at your, you know, your neat little restaurant where you get your pumpkin-infused ravioli and all that other junk, and you have your your your, your fall brew, your craft beer. And so we're, we're going to see if we're going to do that, and then she'll be a little bit older. And uh, uh, I think fall will be the, the tail of the tape, uh, you know, if my wife and I can, can wake up in the month of uh, September, <laughs> October, and November. Yeah, you get that snowsuit ready too. That's one of the beautiful All things right. about about being here. I, I'm in Jersey here as well, so um, I, I think that's awesome with the changing season. So much fun with the kids to be able to do that stuff, especially in the fall, pumpkin picking and all that stuff. So a lot of fun stuff coming your way soon here. What, what, what I know, obviously, you got the gig right now at Fox and Friends. What kind of goals or plans do you have here for yourself for the future, Todd? It's funny you mentioned that on on a dad podcast because. Um, I always wanted to be a network news anchor ever since I was doing those internships in college. This was sort of the dream. I used to, you know, go in the city from Jersey. I used to take the, take the, take transit. So, uh, talking to a transit guy and I used to dream and I used to say someday, uh, I'm going to be walking these, these streets. And, and now, you know, it's a little too scary to walk the streets, but the, uh, the sentiment is the same. I get to come in here and, and anchor a network newscast in the heart of Manhattan. Um, and, and that's my dream, but you know, going forward, the dream is provide for your kid. Uh, I, I have a, a, a few plans as to how I want to do that with regard to this career and some sort of strategic decision, decisions that I'm making. But at the end of the day, if this went away tomorrow, okay, I got the kid. And I, the number one goal at that point, whether I have to go back to law or dig ditches or do whatever, I got to provide for that kid and I'll do whatever it takes to do so because uh, she is my life. And you know, my wife and I both say that there's 
Um, there, there's nothing else. Uh, everything, everything, everything else is secondary. Yeah, yeah, very well said, Todd. Let, last thing I want to hit you with here, I'd love to ask all the dads to get on the podcast. Um, you're eight months into this now. Curious to hear you. What kind of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Read all the books beforehand because you will not pick up one of those books when it happens. And people told me that. Um, so I think it's – some people said don't read the books. It's a waste of time. I, I disagree with that. I would say read the books um, because I really feel like it, it, it's never going to recreate what you're ultimately going to experience. But I think it sets you up for some of the things you're going to see, um, literally see, you know, coming out of your baby, uh, but also figuratively. And I, I, I really felt like I, I, I was happy that I read a lot of that stuff and I, I forced myself, you know, to, to stay up um, nights and, and, and force that before the birth, um, you know, really, to, really to make sure that I got a, a good baseline. Do I remember all of it? I, I mean, I'm not consciously thinking when something happens. Oh, that reminds me of page 437. No, obviously, yeah, that's that's not reality. But <laughs> uh, I'd like to think it gave me somewhat of a, a little head start so that when you see things, um, you, you're more confident in your parental instinct kicking in. But, you know, so uh, I'd be a liar if I said I opened up the, those books. They, they're, they're firmly on the bookshelf, ready to be uh, referenced in time of an emergency. But I mean, let's be honest, if something's happening, it's just a lot easier to call the pediatrician. Yeah. Hey, listen, very well said. I love, I love the message. This has been a lot of fun for me. I got to say, Todd Pyro, you are a first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on first class fatherhood. Thank you for having me. It's been awesome. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Todd Pyro for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. I got another Fox News dad joining me here next week. Jesse Waters, the co-host of The Five on Fox News Channel, will be here. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, at Alec underscore Lace, for all the other upcoming guest announcements. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Thank you.